nervous? <laughs> no. Where's your answer? Dennis Beckham, let the ball out! Dennis Beckham! Dennis Beckham! Dennis Beckham! Dennis Beckham! Oh! oh, no! Oh, yes! He missed it! Good afternoon, and welcome to the Suffering from Joy podcast. I'm Devin, and joining me today is Jesse, the president of the local chapter of the American Outlaws uh, here in Austin. Jesse, how are you feeling today? You know, I'm I'm feeling good. It was uh, at first yesterday was a little rough, uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to Friday. Let's put it that way. I think we've got a lot of stuff uh, happening with the team, and so excited to keep this moving and getting out of this group. Are you feeling optimistic, neutral, or pessimistic right now? Who I I, you know, I think if you would ask me this last night, I would have been pessimistic. Um, but this morning, I've kind of got a different tone to it. Um, I'm starting to look at it. I, think, especially if you look at the first um, 30 minutes uh, of the game yesterday, I think there's a lot to take away. Uh, I also have a lot of belief that we can get a result, at least a, a tie from England. And so that gives me a little bit more hope. Okay. I like the optimism. I'm famously on record saying soccer's coming home and we're going to beat England two to nothing on Friday. So haven't changed my mind a bit, even though they looked uh, a little scary the other day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, American Outlaws, um, not as much the national today, but kind of how local chapters are run. Um, so just so you guys know, Jesse's the president of the local Austin chapter of American Outlaws. Uh, feel free to follow them on Instagram, AO Austin TX, uh, Twitter, AO Austin. Would love if you followed the show at Suffering Pod on Instagram and Twitter, uh, sufferingfromjoy.com. Uh, we would really, really like rate, review, and subscribe on Apple uh, Podcasts. If you guys can't manage that, we like listeners anyways. Just let us know. Um, feel free to let us know what you think. Uh, so, Jesse, first USA World Cup in eight years. Uh, how was the watch party situation? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a little bit different World Cup. Um, and as you said, we haven't had that in eight years. Um, so we knew going into this World Cup that we had to think a little bit differently. Um, this is also the first time that Austin has had a professional team. Uh, at the highest level in MLS. And so kind of thinking about that and what that means and how much more fandom there's going to be, we really started to think, you know, we love Haymaker. Haymaker is our home, uh, but we wanted to branch out and we wanted to make sure that people could kind of meet us wherever they wanted to go and kind of have fandoms all over uh, Austin. And so that's really the biggest change in what we've done um, for this World Cup more than a lot of other chapters or more than um, what we've done in the past is we've, we've reached out and we partnered with a couple of different locations other than Haymaker. Um, so with Hop Squad yesterday, that was our second um, uh, large venue and, you know, everything, I unfortunately wasn't there, but I met with them earlier in the day. Everything went great um, on that scale. Um, and then we had a couple other spillover locations um, that all turned out great and had a packed, uh, packed venues. And so we were really happy about the turnout, the crowd, um, and just how easy it was. I feel like, you know, people um, were just excited to see the U.S. play. We're excited to see a World Cup game. Um, and honestly, like, we had hardly no issues um, at all of our locations. Well, that's good. I imagine having the 1 o'clock instead of the uh, 4 a.m. games made that a little easier on you guys, too. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, it, it did um, allow for... Um, you know, some late arrivals and people weren't drinking a ton. And so there was a, uh, there was a little bit of more of a camaraderie feel, you know, in, um, 
and Haymaker, we had a small group of whale uh, supporters and they were a ton of fun and people seemed to get along great with them. Even after the result, um, people were still buying them drinks and um, congratulating them on that tie uh, for them that felt, they probably felt like they got the win, but um, you know what? It's always good to see people like that and to kind of have that camaraderie here in Austin. Yeah, my uh, Cardigan Welsh Corgi, Philip, and I were on non-speaking terms because he has a <laughs> whale scarf. So we couldn't talk to each other for two hours, but uh, we made amends. So I'm glad everybody's uh, back together. And we uh, we all need to focus on the important thing, beating England, uh, both Wales and the U.S., ideally. Yeah. Um, so how, uh, how long have you been involved with uh, American Outlaws, either kind of like generally, or uh, how long have you been president of Austin? Yeah, so I've been a member of... AO um, for 10 years now. Um, it was almost 11. It was back in um, 2011 um, when I first kind of got started. Um, I was in undergrad at the time in Daytona. Um, there was a small little chapter just getting started and um, so I kind of jumped in. Um, I've traveled around quite a bit. Um, I moved to Austin Oh, that would, it would have been in 2017, and that's when I really started getting involved with the local chapter here. Um, and I knew a lot of people already just through AO. That's the great thing about AO is that you get to know and become really good friends with people all across the nation. Um, and so I already knew some people, so that really helped um, my moving into Austin. Um, and then I became president of AO Austin about three years ago, um, 2019. Um, and kind of since then, we've been, we knew that the World Cup was coming up and we also knew that we were getting a, a professional stadium. And so we were hopeful and we did, we were able to host a few games. Um, and so a, a lot has changed in the AO uh, Austin um, just in the last three years. And I'm really excited with the direction we're going and really excited about um, being able to host games, but then also this World Cup and future World Cups that we have. Good. Well, I'm very appreciative of the work you guys do. I've been an AO member in, I think, four or five different chapters at this point for 12 years, something like that, and various amounts of, hey, I pay my mm -hmm. money and I get my T-shirt. Uh, maybe I'll show up to an event. Maybe I won't. Um, yeah. But there have been, definitely been uh, bouts, especially after the uh, debacle that we don't talk about, where I was uh, a little more absent than previous years. Um yeah. I think that's the beauty of what AO is and what it brings is it allows you to kind of choose your, your fandom. Like, um, as you said, you know, if you just want to get a, a t-shirt every year and, um, pay, pay the dues, um, that's great. But if you want to be, um, kind of gung ho, like there's room for everybody within this, um, specifically on the local side, you know, um, local chapters all across uh, the nation are always just wanting either volunteers or people to show up and, and just have fun. I think that's really the best thing about joining any local chapter. Um, Texas has a lot of chapters as well. People are listening. Um, there's chapters all the way, you know, San Marcos has a chapter and um, there's obviously Houston and Dallas, but uh, there's, there's tons of different ways to get involved. I'd love to see chapters in Round Rock and, and some of the more closer places pop up as well, because I think it's, a, it's just a great way to have a close knit family. No, I, I completely agree. And especially a place like Austin where people kind of move and you don't know anybody. Uh, well, you have this common interest built in. Um, it, it's a great way to go ahead and just start a conversation. And then, you know, you can find out a little bit more about somebody else and go, oh, that's weird. I'm from Missouri too, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. You get, you, get that, uh, you get that feeling of just like, um, 
don't know, just immediately having an interest in the US soccer puts you in close friendship uh, mode already. And um, that's really what I love. And um, this community here in Austin is something special and, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. And kind of seeing the growth has just been um, amazing within the last three years. Uh, you mentioned potentially starting kind of closer in chapters, maybe Round Rock. What does a uh, yeah. group need to get together and uh, start their own chapter? Yeah, so uh, once again, um, the beauty of AO is you kind of get to make it what you want. Um, so the, the bare minimum is you need to have 20 um, members. And so that's people who are um, paying members for AO. And then they, when you kind of go through, you can select what where you want to be a member of. And there's unofficial locations. So the first step is really, you know, you contact either um, someone from AO. So you can contact me. I'm one of the reps um, that kind of help these things start. And then we put you in contact with AO National. They put you on the website saying, hey, you know, Round Rock is trying to start a ch chapter. And then really it's, it's going to be as an unofficial, unofficial chapter for a little bit. Um, you'll get your memberships um, in line, getting that 20, um, 25 or so uh, members. And then you, you become a, you become a chapter uh, official chapter, and then it's just about um, having the bare minimum, having some bylaws, having a chapter leader, um, and making sure you have a home bar, um, and that and that's kind of it. And then you can kind of be a part of this amazing family. And I think here in Texas, we're wanting to see Texas kind of leading the way of multiple chapters, having tons of chapters, um, and really packing it out for AO stuff. You mentioned you can kind of make your own way with your own chapter and do what you want. Uh, like yeah. I mentioned, I've been part of plenty of different chapters that definitely do things very different all across. Mm -hmm. um, so what kind of relationship does a local chapter have with uh, the national organization? Yeah, uh, another thing that is like, you know, you make it what you want. Um, some chapters, they really have, they get the money from AO National and that's kind of all they, they deal with. Um, they still hold their own stuff. AO National is um, you know, wanting to make sure that everybody abides by um, the act above um, rule that we have, and um, that's making everybody feel welcome. Um, and that's the point of soccer, really, is to just, like, make sure everybody feels welcome, especially soccer fandom. Like, that's really what we're here for, is just having a good time welcoming people to our group um, and cheering for the U.S. national team. So what that means from a, a local chapter is really, you know, if you want to um, be, like, um, when I first took over Austin, we had started making ourselves be known as the Jello Shot chapter, um, and that we were giving out Jello Shots. And so we said that hey, with, <laughs> we said that with our dues, that's where a lot of our money is going to go. Is it going to go into Jello Shots? And so that's what we we decided to do. Um, there's other chapters that you know they want um, people uh, to feel welcome right away. So not only do they get um, within their dues, they instead of buying Jello Shots, they get um, some scarves or something. And so they make sure that everybody that comes in has like one of those kind of cheap, smaller scarves, but it's something they can get. Um, and so um, it's kind of about that. It's also about like chanting, you know, some chapters um, you go to a bar and they do a ton of chanting and they have drums going and, and that's great. Um, uh, but then there's also some chapters who they want to just listen to the commentary and they want to, and that's, Again, that's partly why you vote on your chapter leaders and because they're the ones setting those tones. Um, and if that's, you can kind of help guide it your way. But there's no regulation from AO National saying that like you have to have drums in the bar, you have to have chants going. These are the chants, no one's saying that. Um, 
I was, uh, I get to travel around for work a little bit and I luckily was in Hartford uh, not too long ago um, and hanging out with some AOL people and they were telling me some of their chants uh, that they have at their local bar and it is vastly different than what we've heard at games or other things and that's just what Hartford does is they create chants and they're a lot of fun and hopefully those chants can get moved into uh, um, kind of game day atmosphere but it's also it's something for them it's something that they have um, at their bar that people know okay this is our chapter chant um, and it's a, it's really fun um, so there's tons of different ways you can make it yourself there's no one telling you you can't do this you can't do that it's it's really like if you can think of it um, your chapter can do it okay but your thing is jello shots and i'm assuming every chapter gives out free hugs right <laughs> after always a goal, free, yes. yes after a usa goal always free hugs and we happen to do also have jello shots um, which i'm proud of um but i do think um you know there's they also the mentality at austin we really um strive to make sure everybody feels welcome um, that everybody has a place to be. Um, and so that's a big thing that we, uh, we want to do. We're also not trying to push tons of merch or buying membership. So that's why, um, you know, for this World Cup, we didn't necessarily set up, we set up a small table at Haymaker uh, for some merch, uh, but at our other locations, we didn't set up a, any kind of merch table. Um, we really just wanted to make sure people just came to cheer, chant, um, and then uh, hopefully later on we'll get some merch sales, um, which help us do those jello shots um, and some other events like our TFOs and that kind of stuff. Um, but we also don't want to feel like we're pushing anything during the World Cup, and that that's a that's a mandate that we do as a chapter. Not that any other chapter should do what we do. We just feel like that's the right thing to do in Austin. All right. Well, my inner businessman slash capitalist says you're uh, leaving money on the table with how horrible <laughs> all the. Uh... The USA merch uh, official stuff is right now. Um, you guys have good merch too. Yeah, uh, no, we've we've uh, we've got a couple people that are really passionate about designing some cool stuff, and um, we've partnered with some uh, really great companies, and we've got some more that will be coming kind of in the in between this World Cup and the Women's World Cup, which will be this summer. Uh, we've got a couple of different partnerships that we're working with, and I'm really excited about what some of them look like. Yeah, I wouldn't have mentioned that. I notice um, definitely this chapter and certainly some other chapters and kind of one of the things I really like about American Outlaws versus maybe some other um, groups of people, either, you know, um, different teams, not necessarily USA National, is that you guys do support um, the women's team. I've seen some yeah. support for some of the youth teams to the extent we can find them on TV or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a, hey, let's talk about the big boys when they go to the World Cup. It's all USA all the time, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, more than just the youth as well. We also uh, like we're, we're here for every single youth soccer team. And that, that includes like beach soccer, street soccer. That also includes um, the Paralympics teams. Um, we will chant and we'll show up to as many as those as we can. Um, I'm proud that, you know, AO is a big reason why some of the youth games are on TV in the U.S. Um, because we've pushed national to make sure there's a space for us to watch that. Um, and so that absolutely. And same with, you know, as a local chapter, you can kind of push whatever you feel like um, your chapter wants. And in Austin, there's a huge uh, women's soccer community. And so we knew that we have to make sure that we're um, showing every single game that we're showing up. Um, at Haymaker for every women's um, soccer game. And so that's been really exciting and kind of seeing that growth and kind of that um, that community come together because it is a very different community than the men's community. Um, but yet it's still, 
you know, is part of the same mentality. Yeah, I, I love the inclusiveness. And um, like you said, I, I didn't know that you guys pushed to get youth stuff on TV, but I'm always glad when I'm like, oh, I have nothing to watch. I don't want to watch, you know, I love hockey, but I don't want to watch it in October um, yeah. when there's something like that else uh, to, to get my soccer fix on. So we've had a lot mm -hmm. of um, positive stuff so far. I do want to mm -hmm. kind of jump on the elephant in the room. There's a report, I think, in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago about an AO board member taking money from Qatar and all the details are kind of fuzzy. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, I think it was AO National, not like AO Austin or anything like that, but can you tell us a little bit about that scenario and what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this is something when I first read it that I was really upset about. Um, and I reached out to Justin, who is the uh, president of the AO National Board. Um, I have his direct phone number, so I just texted him. And I was like, hey man, what's going on with this? Um, and, you know, he was pretty honest at first. He's like, you know, we, we are blindsided by this. We don't know. Um, we're investigating right now. Um, and unfortunately, some of the members that um, they thought it was about um, were on a uh, on a four-hour plane ride. Um, and so they couldn't contact them for quite some time. And, and so I know a lot of people were upset with AO National not pushing anything super fast. Um, there's multiple different reasons. And, and, you know, personally, yes, I would have loved to have seen something come out quicker. Uh, but the kind of the truth is that, like, the people that um, they felt like it was alleging towards or this article was alleging um, were not available to be reached at all. Um, and so once they kind of got to talking and they figured out, okay, here's what's going on, it was pretty quick that no, um, no one on the U.S. National Board, or sorry, AO National Board, um, had taken any money um, for the um, for the deal that um, the New York Times was alleging um, that the one person on our board that did go to Qatar um, that was done uh, for the U.S. fan group, um, you know, and that was 100% through the U.S. Uh, Soccer Federation. That wasn't through AO. That wasn't through the Qatari group. That was through um, U.S. Soccer Federation that sent him there. Um, now there's still a lot of things that they're looking into and investigating. And, um, one of the main things is making sure that there is more transparency on how we make these deals and how, um, we, we kind of let our members know, here's what's really going on in the U S, um, and AO national. Um, and I, I'm hopeful that, you know, this will bring apart some good change within AO. Um, one of those being expanding on board, um, uh, making it a little bit stricter of who is on the board. And also making it very clear of how the board is selected and chosen. Um, and that's something that, um, you know, takes time to come out with all that stuff. But I, I do feel like they're moving quickly to make sure that transparency is coming out. They did put who is on the board on the website now um, after this event. Um, so you can go to um, AmericanOutlaws.com and see who is actually on the board. Um, but, I, you know, criticism where criticism do, there hasn't been a ton of transparency on a lot of this stuff. And, um, that's something that as local chapters, I, I promise you, at least the Texas chapters are really pushing hard on making sure that there's more transparency. Um, the, there is a great community of the of us that are president, vice presidents um, of Texas chapters. Um, we're very active. We talk a lot um, with each other. Um, and we are pushing uh, AO National to make sure that we're, um, as a whole organization, more transparent 
um, and more in line with what our members uh, believe and, and want to push. Yeah, I mean, this is a this World Cup's a learning experience for everyone, right? Um, yeah. Uh, whenever that stuff kind of went out, I'm a corporate lawyer, so I do a lot of um, compliance work. And whenever that stuff came out, I was just like, "Oh, this doesn't look good at all." Yeah. So I'm glad we uh, we had a chance to clear that up. And um, uh, wow. yeah, AO Nationals uh, um, getting their house in order, I guess, as we would say, uh, as far as uh, transparency goes. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to reiterate, um, there was no deal that AO National or anyone on the AO National board took with the guitar organization. Um, the The only time that one of our board members went was he was going as part of the leadership group for the U.S. soccer fan group um, or fan council. Um, and so that was the only time we've had one of our leadership um, for AO National go to that. Um, everybody that's there right now is you know, they're paying their own way. Um, they are um, doing their own thing. AO um, is providing um, a, a housing option for a lot of people and it's on a, it's on a cruise ship um, that's in Qatar right now. Um, and, but like what's different this year is um, AO National didn't feel comfortable hosting parties uh, or doing anything specific because of all the restrictions that Qatar has. And so um, any kind of party that you see people doing in Qatar for, with AO, it's all through U.S. soccer putting that on. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, does uh, National kind of act as like a liaison more or less with U.S. soccer, and then you guys kind of run the uh, the uh, local chapters? Yeah, um, and and that's a good point. Um, on a local chapter side, you know, we we have very little communication with um, the uh, U.S. soccer um, federation. Um, we do. Uh, our national organization is the liaison and everything that they do and talk with them um, goes through the board. Um, but really there's also not a ton of communication back and forth with uh, U.S. Soccer Federation um, and uh, AO National. Um, just It's kind of like, all right, where are you guys doing this? Kind of more logistics stuff. Okay, yeah. Speaking of logistics, we mm -hmm. did get to host a World Cup qualifier and... Uh, yeah. A couple other matches, a women's match and a, uh, was it Nations League against uh, Granada? Yep, that is correct. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, I one of the things I love is that we opened Q2 Stadium with the U.S. Women's National Team. The best of the best get to basically christen um, the Q2 Stadium. And to me, that was something special. It was, it was something that I'm proud that Austin um, allowed for the first uh, – professional game to be played in that stadium to be the U.S. women's um, national team. Um, and I'm also excited about, you know, how we turned up and how we showed that um, people love soccer here in Austin. So Austin is a soccer city. Um, and I think that's been shown throughout our uh, three national game matches that we've had here. Yeah, we took some uh, some friends and their uh, young daughters and they thought they had a great time. They thought it was fantastic. So we were uh we were really excited about it as well. For those sorts of events that we're hosting, like a big USA event here in Austin, mm -hmm. what kind of workload or stuff do you guys do? I mean, it's a, we, so when we find out, it's typically when everybody else finds out that the game's coming here. Uh, we're not told ahead of time. AO National isn't even told ahead of time. Sometimes they might get some rumors or here and there. And um, there was some rumors going on that um, we would get the, the US women's game. Um, there was also rumors about uh, the Jamaica game being going going to Austin for the World Cup qualifier. Um, 
but no, no one knows for sure until they actually announce it. Um, and then pretty much as soon as they announce it, it's all hands on deck. It's, um, it's, there's a lot to figure out all the way from logistics of where the night before party is going to be, uh, which we, are, we know that's always going to be Haymaker, but we always want to make sure it feels special that there's, um, there's an element to it. Um, the big thing is the TIFO um, and planning that out. And, you know, TIFOs aren't just a given. Um, it takes a lot of people. It takes a lot of space. Um, that's something that we've had a hard time finding at times is finding a good location to paint the TIFO. And so we've gone and painted the TIFO at multiple different locations um, for our two big TIFOs that we've done. Um, it's also getting the fabric um, and, and doing all that. And that's where, you know, that's on the local chapters. That's us to find the, the finance for it, um, to find the locations for it, and, and to make sure those get done. Um, but uh, that being said, I, I love doing the TIFOs. I think we've had um, some great TIFOs that AO Austin has put together. I'm excited for more. I'm excited for more games. Um, but um, there, yeah, there's there's just a lot to be done when we host those games. And we're always looking for more volunteers. Um, one of the things that we love doing is the, the tailgating. We do it slightly different. And I think that's the important thing to note is that we're not um, just a Austin FC fan group, um, supporters group. We kind of want to be our own thing. We want to we want to treat it as its own thing because we do have slightly different um, uh, interest and in, in, uh, in what we're kind of going for in an image, a separate image um, as well. Um, and that's why, you know, I think a lot of people are like, well, why don't you do it this way? And it's like, okay, well, yes, that's a great way to do it. Um, but we want to stay true to what um, AO Austin is and, and our kind of our motto and our image. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's a lot that has to be decided um, and things are slightly different than what we've seen, um, uh, what we've seen um, done um, with the local um, groups that are here. Yeah, I was going to ask you sort of about halfway answer. Yeah, the next thing <laughs> I was going to ask you is obviously we have a great fan support here in Austin. Uh, we have some badass TIFOs from the supporters groups here in Austin. Uh, like what sort of crossover? Is it just kind of the same people do some of the same stuff? Or is there any actual like formal, hey, go ahead and talk to, you know, La Merga because we need two trumpets or something or anything like that? Mm -hmm. So, um, and this is on their side as well. I think there's there's always want to separate the two um, to some degree. Um there are, you know, like when we get the drums, yes, we need to contact like Murder because we need some drums. We need some drummers to help out. Um, but it's not like an official, like, okay, we are partnering with Lamurga to do this. It's more of like a, hey, we're all friends here. And if you want to come and help out the U.S. national team, come join us. Um, that being said, the, the, the supporter groups that are here in Austin are all wonderful. Um, and they just like, they step up. Um, What's really good, yeah, I'm a member of two of them. Um, I'm a member of LV and I'm a member of Anthem. Um, and I love um, that I can just like, you know, in LV, I can put in the LV, so like, hey, we're gonna be doing this. Um, uh, we need some volunteers, who wants to volunteer? And I'll get a massive amount of lists. Same thing with Anthem, I'll put it in their Discord and I'll get a really great list of uh, people who wanna come and help out. Um, and so like, that's a great resource for us and I'm excited about continuing that. Um, but that being said, you know, we are, we are different and um, we don't want to um, just take from them uh, willy-nilly um, because they're also, you know, have to keep uh, 
club separated from um, the national team. There has to be a separation there um, because not everybody is a fan of the U.S. national team. And I totally recognize that. And I think in a city like Austin, that's 100% fair. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure there are some transplants who are from other cities that aren't Austin FC fans too, right? Yeah, yeah. And abs- uh, absolutely. You know, we have um, people that showed up yesterday that was like, you know, I, I haven't really done much with the supporters group in, in Austin, but I really love that you guys are here for the U.S. team because I just <laughs> I don't want to support Austin FC right now. And I'm like, oh, you're a Columbus fan. Okay. <laughs> that's what well, maybe not the best example, but um. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, I mean, there's still good USA fans out there that aren't necessarily Austin FC fans that still want to be involved. So we try not to uh, cross too much there. All right, let's get into some fun stuff. Yeah. Two games left in the group predictions. Give me scores, Jesse. Give me scores. Ooh. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say England's going to be a good scoring game. Um, I think, uh, USA is going to go up first, um, but um, Wales will tie it in the um, second half, and then I think it will probably end up being two to two. Um, two two, we the, get a in we the get two a two against... we get a draw against England. Um, and oh man, for for Iran, I just don't see us giving up a goal. So I'm going to go three to nothing, three to zero against Iran. Oh wow. Okay. So you're you're optimistic, I think. So that would give us four yeah. points. Uh or no, that would give us five points. So that's five uh, points we'd, Yeah, we'd be out of the group with that easy. Yep. Yeah, if we if we can get a tie, I think the big one is getting a tie on Friday. Um and then I think uh, uh you know we we really gotta step up. Um and we no matter what, we want to make sure we score plenty of goals against Iran just for padding, but um it would be great if we could get a tie against England. Uh, yeah, we'll start at a tie. I'm I'm still going to go with soccer's coming home and we're winning, but um, <laughs> we'll start at a tie and we'll work our way up from there. Yeah. So another big question I had for you about these watch parties, I'm like a hyper nervous, have to be locked in on these super important games. And even, you know, before we started podcasting about it, I have to have all the analysis run through my brain. So I can't really do the watch party thing as much because you always mm-hmm. end up talking to somebody or everybody's not as locked in or there's some distraction off in the side or somebody's getting up and walking in front of the screen like, even if it's yeah. just a throw in and nothing big's going on. Do you actually yeah. get to watch the games at these? Or are you doing logistics stuff the whole time? Or how does that work? You know, it's it's interesting. Um, I, I get asked this quite a bit from some of my friends that aren't big soccer fans. They're like, well, you love watching it. What What's going on here? You're, I see you off running and doing things. Um, and yeah, the truth is, I don't necessarily always get to watch uh, fully. Um, I think they're... So what I end up doing is I'll, I'll definitely always keep an eye on what's going on and um, but also handling logistics. Um, but then I'll go back home and really watch it um, and really dive deep into that, like the tactics and that kind of stuff um, and re- do a rewatch. Um, but I think for me personally, I just love the fact that AO and specifically AO Austin can be a place for people to come and learn soccer, can be a place for people to feel comfortable and, um, kind of enjoy the game that I love. And so I'm okay with kind of giving up uh, some of my like need to be super locked in uh, for, for a little bit um, so that uh, I can bring the sport to more people. 
Okay, yeah, I've been to a couple of qualifiers, and I, you know, I see people moving around, but I wasn't sure because these games are so important. If you set up like a little chair, like a tennis or a volleyball referee, where you're up above, so you can watch the whole crowd and watch <laughs> the game at the same time, and and do all your duties all at once. Yeah, so I was really no, curious about that. During the games, during the games, I'm walking back and forth um, on the ground level, um, talking with security. Um, AO National typically has one person there. Um, but one of the things that we've always said is that, you know, if AO National is going to be talking to U.S. soccer, um, that they need at least have one representative from AO Austin talking with them, um, that they can't really talk without us, just because we know the stadium, we know the people, um, and we can help um, solve issues um, probably faster than someone from AO National can. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the other big one I wanted to ask you is I know in the past – Austin's made it on TV for the broadcasts for a few uh, fan watch parties. Can we expect any of that in the next two games? Yeah, I don't know if we'll necessarily be live. Um, there were some discussions with Fox early on. Um, they, uh, um, I think they were really focused on the Kansas City area. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Austin, they have that nice setup at Power and Light, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I think we'll, we'll get some clips in. Um, there were some videos that were sent in to them. So some replays and stuff definitely might happen. And then later on um, during um, the round of 16 and further on, I think you might get some live shots coming in. Okay. Yeah. I know I love hearing from people and uh, it's a weird striking percentage, like 30, 35% of people say the 2010 world cup is what got them into soccer and they love going back and watching the, the reaction videos from the Landon Donovan goal. <laughs> I was thought it'd be a great video. video. To be like, yeah. oh, I know that person. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so how did you get into soccer? Uh, man, I've been a soccer fan since I was a little kid. My parents are big soccer fans. Uh, my grandparents are soccer fans. Uh, so it's kind of part of the family. Um, you know, just growing up on a small little farm on the border of Arkansas, Missouri, um, uh, there wasn't much else to do. Classic uh, soccer country, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, it just so happened that my parents were big fans and that we would kind of it'd be the thing to watch. They weren't football fans. And so we never watched football together, but we'd watch soccer together. Um, and so we, we'd pay attention to that. Um, and that's kind of what got me into it. And they, they were also big U.S. national fans. Um, and so we would go and watch those and we'd go to a couple games. And that really got me thinking about, um, you know, my love and of, of the sport and, and really got going. Slightly cheaper uh, ticket prices back then. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you could basically have walked into games uh, like when they would come to St. Louis and or they go to Kansas City and you, you could just walk in, really. Yeah, I think I went to one in Kansas City, probably at Arrowhead. I don't remember where literally they weren't even taking tickets like we had them, but they were just like, no, just go in. Yeah, <laughs> just like find, find a random seat. You'll be good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's plenty of room, guys. Trust us. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I guess we got to do this other thing that I don't love doing, but it is the theme of the podcast. Since you're, let's go from your start as the American Outlaws president of the Austin chapter, what has been your biggest U.S. men's national team moment of suffering? So I started as the president of AO Austin, basically, and I had been the vice president for the past the two previous years. Um, but I started right after we didn't qualify. And obviously that's a, that's a heartbreaking moment, um, that, yeah, there's just no words for that one. Um, 
But I would say, I feel like that's a little bit of a cop out of, um, oh yeah, when we did qualify. Um, but man, what, what would be another one of mine? I would have to say, uh, I, I was lucky enough to go to Jamaica um, for the Jamaica away game. Um, and while it was amazing being in Jamaica and it was, it was so much fun experiencing that, um, seeing the tie um, was not, was definitely not my favorite. Um, and so that, that was pretty upset. Um, and then the, oh, then the Canada game, um, World Cup qualifier, um, the 2-0 loss to Canada, um, that was pretty tough as well. Very popular choice, that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, they ended up top in the group, so it, it turned out uh, a little better than we, we yeah. thought. Definitely. Okay, any other big, uh, maybe non-USA World Cup predictions, you know, top scorer, who's going to win, anything like that you want to throw at us? Yeah, I mean, you know what? After seeing Mexico play today, and and really within their group, um, I, I think they're going to beat Argentina next uh, Saturday. Uh, I think Mexico can can easily beat Argentina. Um, you can take that as you will, um, but um, I, I think uh, this is not looking good for Argentina. Um, and then to kind of get more high end prediction. Um, I, I just like, I keep going back to, uh, uh, I really think France is going to be able to get it again and get two World Cups in a row. Um, so I, I want to say France is winning it all. They look good today. And I was up bright and early to watch Argentina. I was thinking score, you know, five goals against Saudi Arabia. And <laughs> you thought. I was just like, oh, I'm going to feel cheated if this game ends up like two to nothing or something. And then I was absolutely not cheated, but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to tell us about World Cup, AO, you yourself before we get out of here? No, I mean, I I think the main thing that I want to get across to people is that, you know, AO Austin is, um, you know, we're we're such an open group and we want people to just have fun any way that they want to have fun. And so if you have ideas for what we can do, we want to be kind of the the conduit for that. And we um, we want more people kind of being in our organization and we want um, kind of more big ideas um, that we can help provide. And so anybody and everybody, if you see me around, just come talk, come say hi. Um, I'd love talking about the game. Um, and if you have questions about it, I know that there's some disconnect with AO national and our local. And so if you have questions about that, don't hesitate to ask about it. Um, I'm hopeful that I can ask. And I can also tell you what we're trying to do to change that because I, like I said, there, there's a big group of us in Texas that are wanting to make the change uh, for better and to really make um, AO something that can be inclusive and can be um, transparent um, and, and something everybody should feel proud of as the largest supportive group in the U.S. All right. Well, back your bid for an AO Texas secession movement if it doesn't uh, <laughs> clean up the, the national office uh, quick enough. Uh, best place to contact you if they have questions, um, AO Austin Tech TX on Instagram, AO Austin on Twitter, best place. Yeah, a direct message on any one of those. Um, also, our Facebook uh, page is AO Austin. Um, so more than more than happy to um, take questions and ask anything. I mean, shoot, you can, our email is uh, outlawsaustin at gmail.com. Um, so you can email us if you want. I have that going to my phone. 
So I checked that. Um, so any way that you can contact us, just give us a contact. So one of us will see it. Uh, we'll make sure any questions you have are answered. Don't knock the email, man. I'm old school. That's what I use. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, some people just feel more comfortable asking questions that way and I'm all for it. And we just want to make sure that everybody is fully aware of what's going on. Um, and then, like I said, if you're wanting to start a chapter in one of the small cities near us or, or around the surrounding areas, reach out as well, because uh, I would love to see um, this grow. And especially here in Texas, I think Texas, like I said, we need those small chapters. It's really the life uh, uh, blood of what AO is about. And so I'd love to see those grow. Yeah. And I, um, I guess a lot of people don't know this. I've been a member of like a tiny, tiny chapter of AO and they're almost always the most fun because you yeah. have your bigger chapters with like logistics and you can just get like 20, 30 of your friends and be like, Hey, all we do is we got these specials at this bar. We were already going to go to and <laughs> um, all this great stuff going on. And then you can kind of um, make your own way. It's, it's a cool thing and, and a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Thanks again for, for joining us, Jesse. Um, AO Austin TX on Instagram, AO Austin on Twitter. Uh, would love if you guys would uh, follow us at suffering pod, both Twitter and Instagram um apple podcast review helps us out helps us grow the show um we're hoping to to get some cool stuff out to our reviewees soon but i gotta get, run that by my executive producer before i actually tell you guys what we're gonna do um but once again yeah jesse great talk hopefully we'll uh get to do some logistic discussion on a, a knockout match or something and um love to see it yeah all right well great and once again everyone thanks for suffering with us bye here for Austin Jarrett Stroud. It's Diego for goodness. He has written his name into Austin folklore. They just won't go away. Oh, he hits the upright again. It's impossible. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. Altidore squares it. Dempsey's missed it. Donovan has it. From hope, there is glory.